0: my girl. Constance Hall. One of the most talked about bloggers in the country. I look up! Opinionated, raw, thought-provoking, and never shy to have an opinion. Annalise is her best friend. The
1: yin to her yang. The
0: gale to her Oprah. She's the chic one. Just ask her. A show for queens. By queens. No topic is too taboo. A shame-free, judge-free space. Oversharing, commiserating, and celebrating. This is the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. Come on, girls!
2: Good Good morning and happy Sunday, Con.
0: Happy Sunday, Annalise.
2: I've had a bit of a crazy day recently and I got very paranoid that I was... Uh, about to have an evil hex put on me. Um, so it's a very serious topic that we're going to be talking about later.
0: Oh my God, you're so ridiculous. And I've got an
2: expert in, obviously, to <laughs> tell me more about it. <laughs> obviously, because it's
0: all about experts, really. We have problems mm-hmm. and ex- experts, and that's all we and have. And this show is our vehicle for free advice.
2: Free counselling, really? Yep. And oh, speaking of
0: con, you have a pearl of wisdom that you wanted to share Pearl of relationship advice. That's one of my passions is relationship. You know, mm-hmm. I went to university, we put the goal of becoming a relationship therapist, but I only lasted two weeks in uni. Mm. I love relationship advice because I find relationships intriguing. The way we go round and round and round with all these battles and wars, and we love the we hurt the people we love, and mm. it's very interesting. Well, this show it's got a very
2: big relationship focus, so it does. We love yeah. that.
0: This is the Queen Sesh. Now, Annalise, this week I had the absolute pleasure of being live in the audience at a Macy Gray concert. Really? Now, do you know what that? Yes. Do you know what that means to me? It's absolutely heaven. I grew up to that album and I just think she's mint. She's so weird. She's the weirdest person in the world. So my beautiful PR, Dixie Battersby, if you're out there, I know you got a shout-out from Crowded House and now you're getting one from the Queen's Stitch. <laughs> like, who will be next? It's, mm-hmm. you know, who knows? Prince Harry. <laughs> Beyonce. And she gave me tickets and um, it was a funny one because it was like a DJ set oh. and it says that on the, you know, like it says basically a DJ set but everyone's expecting her to play her albums and, you know, mm. and, and all of her old cool music. But... um. She was DJing with a computer there and like a Maisel crowd of Gray people. was DJing. Yeah, and she was playing like John Farnham and stuff. And singing as You're well. You're the voice. Try and understand it. No, she was just playing. Oh, she was just DJing. And people were like walking out and stuff. But then she sang us a song oh, after in the end, and okay. it was she she sang you know a couple of her big hits, two songs. Wow. And she's just cool as anyway. Like me and my partner, my fiance. I hate that word. <laughs> we. Uh, you know, we love Macy. We listen to her. We talk about her. We've met people that have met her, and you know, they t- the stories they tell us, we just repeat all the time because mm. we think she's cool. So lo and behold, I'm dancing, and Denzey disappears, and lo and behold, he's on the stage. Oh! <laughs> and I'm like, what? And everyone's like, con 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 con, that's Denzey. And I was like, what's he doing? And he like knelt in front of her, and she moved away from her like computer, Whoa. and she knelt down and gave him a kiss and a hug. <gasps> It was the best moment ever and then he came off stage no one kicked him out. He was barefoot and everything and he didn't get kicked out and I was like, ah, wicked. I was so jealous. I was like, what's she like? And he goes, she's just like you. She loves the, He goes, she loves the people that love her. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Oh, wow. So that yeah, was your little that highlight my, of the that's, week. Well, that's, <laughs> that was my highlight of the week. You had a low light and now a highlight. That's what good. was my low light again? The flu. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, so there you yeah. go. So it all came back up. And when I got the email about the tickets, I was like, oh, am I too sick? But I was like, no, I'm not, you're not too sick for Macy Gray. No one is. I'm such a fangirl, though. This is The Queen Sesh. I had a really crazy day
2: recently. So a girlfriend of mine, she was telling me about this curse that was put on her. And she had this. I can't take you seriously. No, this is really serious. This is a serious break con, okay? Okay. Just stay with me. So, my girlfriend had this string of bad luck where all Mm -hmm. these things were going wrong in her life. And a woman said to her, Have you heard of the evil eye curse? And she ended up getting this spiritual reading. And this woman said, Yep, you had a curse on you, it's been lifted. And now her luck has turned around, <laughs> and she told me this, and so I had it sort of in my head. Is the X Files theme song going? <laughs> on no. Your head? And then that same day, I was at work, and this guy, out of the blue, he would just come back from Turkey, and he goes, "Look, guys, I got everyone a present," and he pulled out the evil eye charm. No joke.
0: The, okay, for any Euros listening, that's the, the Malocchio, and there you go, I, the I'm pretty sure that that charm is to ward off the evil eye not to bring it in
2: but it just was on my mind so then I left work and as I was crossing the street I saw this little old lady and she was sort of hunched over a walking frame and she was trying to cross the road so I went up to her and I said oh do you need help and I looked at her face and she had one eye (laughs) permanently closed And I thought, oh, my, I've heard, like, this is what happens. It's little
0: old women that can put the curse on you. Oh, my God. Can you not? The third eye is not one eye closed. It's meant to be, like, one in the middle of the forehead that you can't see. Oh.
2: Well, I wish I'd known this because then what happened was she started asking me for money. And I said, oh, okay. What did you expect? Did you asked her if she needed help. I said, okay, I've, I've only got $2.50 and I gave her money and she started screaming, I need $5 for the bus <laughs> and started abusing me and I was so worried that she was going to put a hex on me. I gave her my travel card that I'd just topped up and put $40 on.
0: It wasn't for the bus. I'm sorry, but <laughs>
2: I know, I know because I've, se- I've since seen her do the same thing. To many <laughs> <laughs> You're like, and I funded that. So I ran to the closest market and bought evil eye um, charms for everyone. Oh my god, at work. there
0: is something wrong with you. I
2: know, but I'm. I, I phoned a friend and I have a spiritual guide um, who's going to come on next, and she's going to talk us through the evil eye, how we can avoid it, and everything that we need to know. So if you're a little bit weird like me and you really <laughs> believe this stuff, don't go anywhere. This is the Queen Sesh just before con. We were talking about my brush with the evil eye (laughs) and a very near hex that was put on me. (laughs) (laughs) And because you are... After all these years, you
0: still crack me up.
2: (laughs) Because you you are heaping scorn on me, I have pulled in an expert in the field. She's Jo Thompson. She's from Awakening Lotus and she's here to help me on my spiritual journey Welcome, Joe, to the Queen Sesh. Welcome, Joe. Thanks for coming.
1: <laughs> Thank you. It's a
2: pleasure to be here. All right, Joe. so what is the evil eye and, and is it a thing? Okay, well, there's
1: a couple of things about the evil eye. Yes. The evil eye can be referring to the actual curse or hex mm-hmm. that's been put on somebody or it can actually refer to the protective blue evil eye that is really popular that actually prevents a hex or deter sex from happening? Yes, I've got one on my key ring. Okay, good. Great. So what did you want to know about the evil eye? Did you want to know about curses? Well, do people have the power to just just
2: shuck a hex on you like Yeah, and how do we avoid it? I've got a lot of people that
0: would probably (laughs) want to do it
1: to me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's good to stay away from those kinds of people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. The best thing to do is if you lead a healthy, conscious, positive, happy life where you're not around negative people and drama and gossip and, you know, you're just being happy and wonderful, um, that's really important. When you're around people and situations where there is anger or high emotions or antagonism or things like that, people can, can throw glares at you and um, say stuff and send a vibe to you that can cause, you know, ill feelings and mm-hmm. they cannot even realise that they're doing it. You know, somebody gives you a death stare about a funny comment or something, it's like, okay, you've just got to laugh it off and, mm. and you know, work around it. So, so what you guys, you're
0: saying is that you have the power to protect yourself from someone's curse.
1: You do. Lovely. So, I like that. Um, I really did
0: think it was more about you and your susceptibility than somebody else just having the power
1: to throw something on you. It also depends on how horrible the person wants to be. Mm. as well so if you get somebody who's really vengeful and angry and horrible and not many people are going to go to drastic lengths to do black magic or something like that to put somebody because most people don't care anybody who's not creating good stuff in your life you just distance yourself from them and don't put yourself in that kind of situation and you know your intention to have a good life is really important some people like like a little bit of trouble yeah, okay. I know like, people you know, that love trouble. You kind of get what you get. I feel like
0: else. I just want peace, but drama keeps coming, it
1: love. You go and have a, a cup of tea
2: and lie oh, down. You. <laughs> you I like well, that you're in control yeah. of it as well. I like that's the message, yeah. Con, and I do yeah. believe that. Really, mm-hmm. Absolutely. really, important. Thank you so um, much, Joe, for imparting your wisdom. We really appreciate it. If you want to reach out to Jo, um, you can find her at awakeninglotus.com. Thank you so much, Joe. We really appreciate your time. Thank you so time. much, Jo. You're very
1: welcome. Thank you. Happy we could have well. talked to you all day, Jo. Oh, I love that stuff. <laughs> Thanks so much. welcome. Pleasure. Thank you. This is The Queen
0: Sesh. You and me both like a little bit of supernatural stuff. Mm. You like to talk about the evil eye. I like to talk about psychic. I remember, you know, not everyone loves their in-laws, let's be honest. Mm. You know, what we, we talk about in private and what we talk about publicly about our amazing in-laws is always, often quite different. I happen to be marrying into the best family, so mm. I am the exception. Hasn't always been like this. I had a boyfriend whose mother I hated once <laughs> and I she was so mean to me. She used to say the meanest things to me you would not believe. Hang on, can and say um, which one we're talking about? Uh, no, code
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. I'll probably
0: start to know as you, as uh, you go. You'll on. know. Okay, I know great. you know already. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only one I've ever really had a problem with, and she made me feel tiny all the time, like a real loser. Anyway, she, I was watching. Do you remember that show, Beauty and the Beast? You wouldn't remember it. When I was like 16 or something, it was like a daytime show. Yeah, like Stan Zamanic or someone. Yeah, and they had a white witch come on and she was like, you know, if you need to just freeze somebody out of your life, you write their name on a piece of paper and you put it in the freezer and they'll be gone. And I was like, (laughs) oh, my God. So I wrote this bloke's mum's name on a piece of paper and I put it in the freezer. And the next day she called up and she said (gasps) she's just bought a ticket overseas one way. And she just made the decision. She's going. And we were all, and I was like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, she went for like a year and a half. And life was like bliss. Like I didn't have this woman like constantly putting me down and making me feel like crap all the time. And then... Lo and behold, she made the announcement that she was coming back and I was like, what? And he was stoked because mum's coming back and he was a mummy's boy and he thought the sun shined out of her mean what rear end. And (laughs) lo and behold... Later that week I found out that he had gone and defrosted his freezer and he asked me why his mum's name was written on a piece of paper in it. And I'm not kidding you, I swear to God that whole thing is true. And so he defrosted her frozen name and she came back into my life.
2: (laughs) That's the weirdest thing I've ever
0: heard. I know. So if you need to get rid of anyone in your life, if anyone just needs to be frozen now, the good thing is it doesn't send them to hell. It doesn't like they don't fall off a cliff. They just go on their merry way out of your life. Name on a freezer in the name on paper in freezer. Bam. That's my girl. This is the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise.
2: Come on, girls. Go. Con, we are back for another hour, and this show has a strong relationship theme, which we love.
0: Absolutely. Even the ones that don't have a relationship theme end up being about relationships. Mm. Just like every time that we go out for a drink, you know, <laughs> we'll start talking about one thing and it'll end up bitching about our husbands, you know. <laughs> so,
2: funny you should mention that because we are going to be talking to an archetypal counselling therapist and she's going to talk to us about toxic relationships and how to avoid them.
0: But it's not, now, even, spoke- just, it's
2: not even just romantic. This could be work, you know, mm-hmm. family, friends, mm-hmm. anything toxic. Oh, your children. Yeah.
0: I think one of my kids is getting toxic. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you could ask her about that. And my sister had a really... Scary and weird and beautiful experience with her engagement. I can't wait to talk about that. She's world famous, my sister Stella Pisano. And she <laughs> didn't know she was coming onto the radio show until this morning. And she was like, "I'm um, what? <laughs> I so forgive for her. To- <laughs> no, she's so gorgeous. You'll
2: love her. And next, Con, I have something that I need to run past you. I need you to tell me if something that I'm doing is too weird or Okay.
0: Okay, I bet that I already know the answer.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Find out what it is next.
0: This is the queen sesh.
2: I have been pulled up by my husband for doing something that he deems too weird. And, and
0: Clarence thinks everything's weird. <laughs> Everything.
2: That even my even my sister was a bit like, mm. "Mish thinks everything's weird yeah. too." <laughs> so that's why I thought I'm going to bring it to you as my barometer of am I Thank being you. too weird? Yeah. Yeah. So I have two boys and we're a naked house. There's yep. no, you know, he's, we've got a five and a two-year-old and I, I bath with them occasionally, me getting yep. the bath. And one of the things that my five-year-old likes to do because he saw me doing it one day in the bath was I was plucking my legs, you know, getting some stray hairs with yeah. tweezers. Yep. And he said, oh, that looks really fun. Can I pluck some hair out? And I was like yes, I totally feel <laughs> you. I love getting rid of hairs. Let's do oh this, Oh, my babe. God, you are
0: so up for someone grooming you. I Anyone know. who wants to groom you, they're welcome.
2: And so, yeah, so every now and then, you know, if I'm in the bath, he just likes to pluck little hairs out of my legs. Now, <laughs> my husband caught us doing this and later on he said, I don't think that's
0: right. That's, oh, that's Clarence, not right. It's that's weird. Fine. It's fine. If you're not enjoying it, <laughs> if you're not making him do it or bribing him with things, no, definitely not. And <laughs> then I think it's fine. It's cute, isn't it? Cute? Yeah. Like if he My was fucking. Actually, she probably would. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Billy Violet would do that if I asked her to. I think if I asked him to like
2: pluck my bikini line or like my chin hairs or something, I feel <laughs> yeah, like that's too yeah. far of I feel like scarring your legs him for is life.
0: Fine. Legs
2: fine, bikini line, chin not fine. Not fine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you're on the queen she's probably still okay no no i reckon it's sending
2: him up for weird stuff
0: (laughs) (laughs) this is the queen sesh
2: right now con we are chatting to an archetypal counseling therapist Uh, she specializes in personality and relationship dynamics and has so for 30 years we've had her on the show before welcome back katie eden todd
3: thank you nice to be here
2: We're so lucky to have you. So we've chatted a bit about it before, but just a a quick recap. What is archetypal counselling?
3: Well, archetypes are fantastic ways of understanding our personality traits. And I've written my own language of this called the personas, which are 10 different personas. And they have light sides, which is the good stuff, the adult traits, and they have dark sides, which is the child stuff, which is how we mess up all the time. And I've written 10 and every person has got six in their own unique combination and they're missing a vital one, which turns everything wow. around. so everyone's missing a personality They've, type. they have missing something and if they can learn the traits of that, it brings their other six to be the best person
0: that they can be. Wow, you must know people to be able to have written 10.
3: Yeah, I do know people. Underneath, I've got eight archetypes under each persona. So there's actually 80 underneath the 10, but I've called them birds and animals so that People find them really relatable. Even kids get them. Yeah, kids wow. will talk about them at home and come home from school and say, "Mum, my teacher's this, and he was like this, and he was in the child today."
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I could potentially bring my annoying eight-year-old daughter who thinks that she rules the world and you could tell me why. (laughs) Because she's this type of...
3: She will know everything and she'll call you out on it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So it's a great (laughs) language. It's actually a language... So I wanted to write a language to understand people left, right and centre and why they do the crazy things they do and why they're good at some things and all the contradictions. But what I really wanted to do was to understand relationship dynamics. I mean with everyone. Fascinating, isn't it? It's the most, it's what we need to learn the most. I wish we learnt it at school. Because that's what life's Mm. about.
0: It's about attachments and relationships and love. (laughs) It's
3: about love. So child, think child fear, think adult love. So it's understanding how to move from fear to love in all our relationships. So that's childhood, family, siblings, grandparents, partners, friendships, work people, whoever. I think every relationship dynamic could do with understanding why people are as they are.
0: And well, I think you've mastered love because your husband's on the other side of the glass window and he's photographing you.
2: Oh, <laughs> whether I would
3: That's want love. <laughs> he does all the time.
2: <laughs> How gorgeous. What I love is the, the language that you've come up, which is cellmates and soulmates. Yes. I love I love that too. Oh,
3: thank you. Tell thank us a bit about you. So that. So clever. Well, I've lived both, let me say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think when we're in the wrong relationship, we, we don't know why and we often stay for way too long yep. in relationships. Yep. And the same, we hit the same brick walls over and over again. My definition of cellmates or soulmates is the cellmate is when the inner child who's under five years of age, our little child inside has actually done the choosing of the partner
4: <laughs> and
3: we're choosing from a place of lack We're choosing from a place of what we missed out on with a particular family member. So the cellmate is actually a family replica. It's someone, it might have been whoever we had the most difficulty with in feeling loved and seen and fully heard and understood. We have this magnetic attraction for the rest of our lives to that person to try and convince them to love us. So we will find friends like that, but often we have significant marriages and partners where we are both cellmates for each other. And that means got completely incompatible personas, and we don't speak the same languages, and we don't share the same values. So there's lots of tiny little conflict rubs where you're pulling in opposite directions all the time, and it's just repeated, but we don't let go. We're blind, deaf, and stupid because we're in our child, and so we stay and stay, and everyone, all our friends say, why are you there? Yeah, 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 because no one
0: else can see it. They can't see what
3: holds you together. Exactly, and it's a magnetic, fatal attraction. It's actually the child's not choosing from love. They're choosing from, you remind me exactly because you've got the same personas as the person who I most needed to love me but didn't get to love me when I was a kid. So I have to get you to love me because then i feel like I'm okay. So I'm not leaving until you do. Mm -hmm. But the problem is when we choose our family replicas, this is all unconscious. When we choose family replicas, it always ends up really badly. It ends up exactly the same way because you've chosen another person who doesn't speak your language.
0: Yeah there was a there was a reason why you were lacking yes. that in the first place exactly yeah. exactly,
3: so you have to
0: I wanted to make
3: sense of all of that because I think we can be very critical of ourselves. For staying too long or yeah. for putting our kids through a painful situation for yeah. years or why did we choose that And person? other people are
0: critical of us as well, so uh, it makes it even harder to not be critical of it yourself. It does make it. And then you
3: can forgive yourself that actually it was coming from a place of need. Whereas a soulmate relationship, let's get on to the good stuff, yeah. oh, <laughs> you know, like that photographer out there, <laughs> out there. Um, the soulmate one is, I'm not choosing out of filling a need. I've learned how to fill my own needs. Mm-hmm. I've become an adult mm-hmm. and I'm aware of what my child's going to be attracted to that to the day I'm 99. I'll still be attracted to that type, but I know that's not right for me. The, child, the adult chooses from, we're actually really compatible. We're great friends. We share a lot of the same values. We, we speak the same languages. We celebrate each other and we're happy to grow with each other where we're a bit different. And that's a soulmate relationship. And you can tell when people have got that. They're mm. good people to be around. You enjoy mm. being with them. Yep. Whereas, Magnetic. Yeah. Yep. It works. Yep. So to know. I've been in a
0: bad relationship where we didn't get invited places. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
3: uh, uh. Well, it's true. And you don't want to go out.
0: Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. you don't
3: want to hear them talking and saying the kids you because you think, I totally disagree with every word you've just said.
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> not a social it's, place to be in not, the
3: cellmates. It's not. It's not. So there's a lot of cellmate relationships out there. And this is why we get stuck there. And we live a sort of stagnant life and we feel not enough and it feeds our insecurities, unfortunately, which you
0: Well, do you know what I think kind of sucks is that a lot of people, like, they have children. A lot of people I know have had children to people that seem to be like their cellmates. Yes. Because it seems to be that that stage where you're, like, craving babies and you're fertile and all the rest of it and you feel like, I should have a baby. Yes. And then that's another reason that they get
4: stuck for so long. They do and
3: they stay for so long. But it's, yeah, unless you can both learn each other's languages and let's face it, where do you go to learn? What yeah. makes the other person tick? Where do you go to learn emotional intelligence? Where do you go to learn self-awareness so that you know exactly when you're in child or when you're an adult? Because I think most people are in the child most of the time. And okay. A lot of people don't have any adult, even though we might be, you know, whatever chronological age we are. We're actually ruled a lot of the time by our emotional child and we're projecting the exact same scenario that happened in our early years. It's a blueprint. The early years of our childhood. We just project it and we find other cast members to join our play and to come and play those same parts for us. And we have the same dramas. It's like goes over
0: and over again. That's it. Yeah. Exactly. I, was, I fought, for my whole life I found myself kicking myself and going, how could I be here again? again.
3: And exactly gone. <laughs> That's exactly what happens. And, and you'll do it with friends and you'll have a boss at work who's the same and how you just seem to be drawn like that. And when we realise that it's our child still waiting for that day when they say, I so get you, I so agree with you, I so understand you, I really love who you are, well, that person's never going to do it because Mm. they they actually can't see you. We're very blind to the languages we don't speak Mm. unless we do a little bit of self-awareness work. And that's what I'm all about. That's what I'm passionate about, teaching everyone and families so that we can actually let everyone be what they're born to be, who they're born to be.
2: Mm, I love wow. that. And you can find out more about Katie and her work um, at Persona Grata profile. She does workshops.
0: I'm going to the next one. Oh, mm. fantastic. I can't yeah. wait. So Fantastic. we'll absolutely share that on
2: our Facebook. And, Katie, we're going to have you stick around if you don't mind um, because we're going to be asking you some Queen advice a bit later oh, on great. in a okay. show around conflict. So we can't wait to hear
0: your pearls <laughs> of wisdom on that. Thanks. <laughs> Very so more, so some more free therapy on The Queen <laughs> Sesh. <laughs> this is The Queen Sesh. So I'm lucky enough to have my beautiful sister in the studio, Stella Pisano. Everyone knows her because she helps out on my Facebook page so much. She's constantly answering queries. And she's helping me send out stock. And when I say helping me, I don't really. I live in Margaret River. My warehouse is in <laughs> Melbourne. <laughs> and she's also she's our biggest fan of the Queen Sesh. And she's four. also Annalise's big sister because me and Annalise have been besties since we were five. So yeah, Stella's had really. actually had to take the both of us on. <laughs> <laughs> and, and <I laughs> loved it. It, so it, it so hasn't you know always been pretty, but <laughs> but we got through it. Stella, do you want to just ta- tell the story as if
4: you were telling me? Shop. What happened last week? Last Monday I went shopping after going to the gym. And when I'm at the gym I put my beautiful engagement ring in my sports bra. It is sushake by sashik. the way. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> it's and, ginormous. And for the first time in years I decided to go bra shopping
0: mm-hmm. without
4: realizing that my ring was in my sports bra. And so I am at Smire, and I've got the kids in the big double pram and they're fighting and I've kept the door open of the change room so I can monitor them because it wouldn't fit in. And I didn't realise but when I took my bra off to try on the other bras, my ring fell. And it oh. fell on the carpet. I didn't realise. I went and bought my bras. Mm. This this story puts me on an emotional roller coaster. Yeah, mm. totally. And I went home, didn't even think about not having my ring. And then every night when I put my boy Valentino to bed, I give him a back scratch, went to take off my ring. It was about 9, nine o'clock, 8.30 at night, and I realised there was no ring. <gasps> so... So it took you that long. Yeah. I, I'm just
0: stoked that you give him a back scratch every night. That's yeah, I amazing. Mean, I'm That's really as good well. parenting.
4: Side note. <laughs> Side note. <laughs> I had my girlfriend, Jules, stay, and Rob was there, and I ran out. That's so her husband, Rob. Yep. And I I ran out screaming and crying and carrying on and I couldn't get anything out and they thought something had happened to the kids because (gasps) I was that hysterical. I I dropped to the ground and I just (laughs) could not get up and (laughs) then I just managed to get my ring, my ring, my ring's gone. And I just, Rob's like, it's okay, just get up. It's all right. We'll work it out. (laughs) We'll find you one. We'll get you a bigger and better one one day. And I'm like, I just want my ring. And I just kept sobbing saying someone's wearing my ring. I can't believe it. Anyway. Cut A long story short, I couldn't sleep. Um, we went to Maya at High Point the next morning just in case we could find it. My eyes were so puffy. The same beautiful woman was there that served me, and I went up to her and I said, I, I lost my ring and I couldn't even get it out. And she said, "Oh, darling, we've been waiting for you all oh. day yesterday." Oh, isn't she beautiful? And I, of course, I've, still got, I've got tears in my eyes. Of <laughs> course, I started <laughs> sobbing uncontrollably again, and I was just so grateful. And um, she said that she was so worried that I wouldn't come back. And she told her daughter the night before that, you know, the ring looks so expensive. I hope she comes back. And they didn't even want to put it in lost property. They wanted to guard it. Um, they were so kind. It was. Her her. her name is Eleonora and her co-worker, Adriana. And so we went and bought them big bunches of flowers and chocolates and daystar, day spa vouchers to say thank you. In a, in Just a
0: showered them. Aww. Yeah, we
4: did shower <laughs> them. And they did not want any of it and they said your reaction To getting your ring back was worth more than Because effectively
0: they had no reason other than Mm. like a love of other people to not just keep it, you know, like bloody hell, it's such a beautiful (laughs) ring. And
4: then she showed me where she found the ring and it was half an hour later. She was serving another customer and it was just in the doorway because obviously (sighs) I didn't have the door closed. So anyone could have seen it. And um, picked it up, and I'm just so grateful that she did. Yeah, she seems That's beautiful. There are she's our, she's our queen the of world. the week. Oh, Absolutely. She, those two women, I just have to say Eleonora and Adriana from Myron High Point, you are definitely the queens of the week.
0: And um, we've got a photo of them that I think Stella might send us, and we might yeah, be able to put. You'll see in the photo how much <laughs> Stella's been crying. <laughs>
4: I look very puffy, but I I was so happy. So, yeah, faith in humanity restored. This
2: is the Queen Sesh. And we're coming to the end of another sesh, but we do like to finish on Queen Vice each week. And we had a chat with Katie Eden Todd before. She's an archetypal counselling therapist. And, Katie, we have uh, some advice that we need from you. It's from a non-queen.
0: A non-queen.
2: Yeah, well, she's anonymous. Just want to say she is. I thought you said a woman who,
0: like, doesn't call herself a queen. You've decided she's not a queen. (laughs) You kicked her out of the queenhood. I did not. But we'll still let her advice come through.
2: Okay, an anonymous queen. An anonymous queen. Okay. My husband and I seem to have the same arguments all the time and never get anywhere, and it makes me pull away. How can we stop having the same arguments? oh hashtag relatable (laughs) (laughs) yeah hashtag relatable
3: (laughs) who hasn't been here is my question yeah so interesting it connects to the cellmate conversation i was having before One of the things about when we're in child, and let's face it, we all go there. Mm. If you're unwell, if you're stressed, if life's a bit difficult, you slip into child. If something unexpected happens, we slip into child. So you might have been very adult for a whole day and a half, but something can come. And so we all slip into child. So in arguments, we slip into child. Mm. Now, the child would rather be right than happy. Mm -hmm. and the child is all about power plays. I want to win. I want to have that argument. So what happens is we start defending our point of view, our language and our values, and we say, no, the world is like this. I think it's like this, this, this and this. And when you've got very different personas, you don't see the world in the same way. Now, this is fixable, Mm. but what we've got to realise is we've got to let people be who they are. If you are with a person and married to them, then you've got to accept that package and not try to change them. I think an enormous amount of people unconsciously go into relationships and think, I'll tweak this in them and I'll tweak that in them and I'll get them to realise this and then we'll be just right. Mm. Now, I don't appreciate someone trying to change me. I don't like being tweaked.
1: (laughs) I don't like being
3: tweaked. So it's really a place of emotional maturity and this is emotional intelligence, which I love teaching people about which is to respect that if you are a swan, for instance, you will think this way. And if you're a peacock, well, you're thinking completely differently and you accept each other and you let you both go into those domains as you want to without controlling the other. The fights are often about I want to make you more like me. I want to make you more the way I am. My right. Yes, Mm. and I'm right. And it's a power struggle. That's not love. That is not love. And so I think there needs to be some self-awareness. We're often also projecting that original family member that we had difficulty with, the most difficulty with. We project them onto our partner and then we actually can't see the partner the wood for the trees, you know, like mm. we've got this other stuff over the top, which is really murky and messy. Mm. And if we can say, that's not my my dad, my mum, my sister, my brother, my grandma, my step parent, this is just whoever it is. And they're allowed to think that way. And how can we negotiate? But you can't be in an enraged, conflicted place because it's your four-year-old
0: fighting their four-year-old. And we've seen that at kindergarten. Mm. And we don't want that. Can I ask you while I've got you? Um, I have this problem when I argue with my partner Yes, where he avoids me and he'll go and sleep with one of his kids and he'll just go to sleep. Yeah. Whereas I'll go into the room and shake him and say, you've got to get up and sort this out because I can't spend a whole night crying myself to sleep. And if we don't sort it out, I will. And he literally does not want to sort it out. And I'm like, it, to me, I, I say to myself, just let it go, let it go, let it go. But I can't.
3: Okay. Mm. So I understand. So you and I are very passionate people. So we don't want to let it go. However, Con, we should never speak and try and fix it when we're that emotional. Mm. When we are that angry or that emotional and that distraught, that's our responsibility to look after our little girl at the time because at that moment, you're three. Yep. And you're wanting parenting. You're wanting comfort. You're wanting reassurance. So yep. you've got to give that to you. However, mm. you are triggered for a reason mm-hmm. and you there is something that needs to be communicated, mm-hmm. but he will never be able to hear you when you are so eruptive, when you are so emotional. Mm-hmm. He actually literally, his persona shut down and he can't he can't and make I can't it get yourself. through to him, no. and I'm like, "You're so, not the
0: person I know because you're not you're not comforting me. You're letting me cry." But you're asking
3: him to parent you.
0: Yes. Oh, do you God. see what I'm saying? And that's not the
3: same <laughs> thing. I Parenting. To be loved. <laughs> I want you to be my parent, my lover, my best friend. In fact, save me. So and then, fix how do me. you calm yourself down without making it about them? So a whole lot of this stuff is when I am triggered. Is and trust me, I've got a PhD in rage, <laughs> so I'm very good at this stuff and learning mm-hmm. how to comfort my little girl. I say to her, like, I'm going to put you in your room now and you're not allowed to come out till you've got something nice to say. You have to calm it down. And that's
2: your inner child. My inner it, child. You yeah. have to live
3: with your inner toddler for the rest of your life. A lot of my work is about teaching self-parenting so we can become adult because wow. otherwise we're it's we're parenting our ourselves. Oh, sure. This is the secret to a happy mm-hmm. marriage is when my partner falls into child, I stay an adult and mm-hmm. I just let it go through to the keeper mm-hmm. and then we have a conversation later when he's out of it or vice versa. But what happens in most relationships is one falls into child and the other one catches the slide, the slippery snake, there in the child as well, and then we have the same battle over again. You will have a point that needs to be communicated, Con, at that time, but you, you have to wait. I remember once with my husband now, it took me three and a half days to um, actually work out what I needed to say very calmly, and I did. Mm-hmm. Three and a half days, because I was going to scream at him, I was going to tear the house down. Mm-hmm. But three and a half days later, I was calm, and I said, I would like to talk about this, and this is what I need next time. Is that okay? And he said, yep, no worries. And it's never been an issue ever since. If I had gone in there with all guns blazing, Mm -hmm. screaming, crying, ranting, pulling every other topic into the conversation, which was irrelevant, Mm -hmm. he would still be doing what I didn't want him to do today. Mm -hmm. So it's about taking responsibility for how we communicate. You have to become, you have to move into adult. You've got to pick up your little two or three-year-old. Imagine you're cuddling her, reassure her. Everything you want them to give you, Mm -hmm. you've got to learn to give to you. Mm-hmm. And then you can go and have the conversation about could we tweak this, please? And usually, it's hundred percent success rate. Mm. Is right. that helpful? To, have you yeah. got, is got that? that helpful?
2: Got to do it
0: when you come. Yeah.
2: Why don't you just yeah. send me the text and just get it out, <laughs> and then you can just dump it on me, and I'll go. It's cool, babe. You're right. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. when uh, you come, and then, <laughs> and then and then when you oh, calm,
3: and you goes. can
0: be and you can be right when you come. But, but he, but he, so he gets angry and he storms off after the anger, and he said things that I need to go and make right because no, he no. said things that I can't sleep with. You know, like it's so not. I'm not the only angry one. Oh no. So he gets <laughs> saying, okay. So he, here we. He gets okay. So we he really need to bring him in. Or bring <laughs> yeah. him in. Next Why week? don't we do a
3: joint counselling session? On and we'll do I it would all love on to air. do that. We'll, yes. we'll actually walk it through step by step because this is the negotiations that adult couples need to have. If you're not both an adult, honestly, relationships are a nightmare. There's such hard work. Mm. You've got to be on your own all your stuff. If you are reactive, you are in child. Full stop, end of story, your responsibility to fix that. And then when you are an adult, then you negotiate. This is really hard work, but if you do it, my God, you have a really smooth, smooth. Way with your partner. I mean, mm. my partner and I don't fight don't you? ever, How ever, lovely. ever, ever. How lovely! Because I fought for twenty years before, really, really and just, well, yeah. and it's a it's a dreadful thing to do to each other. I'm not doing it again.
0: Yeah. So when you guys do like almost fight,
3: well, I'll just say we'll just be aware that there's an issue. I'll see he's triggered, and I'll just let him be, and mm. I'll understand that's his child, and we only go into the child if we're we're feeling hurt, insecure, in pain, distressed. So if you saw your literal children distressed. We don't need to go and attack them when they're distressed. Mm. How about we just give them a bit of space and just wait for it to pass? Let's not put, you know, petrol on the fire. Mm. But with our children, we can do that. But with our partners, it's like, no, I need you to be here for me in mm. this way now.
0: Mm. So it's all about learning that sort it's of funny, stuff. isn't it? The things that we expect of our partners. We
3: expect them to be the ideal parent as well as the lover partner. And yeah. that's completely unfair.
0: Yeah. And it sets us up I to I don't fail. think anyone's expected me to be there. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, not even my, my own kids. Except for you, Con. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. do you know what?
2: I, I think we're going to make this happen. We're going to do the Queen Sesh live counselling
0: session with Constance I'd Hall love and actually, to. Actually, we have to convince Dennis. <laughs> oh, I'd love <laughs> to. <Let's laughs> get him on. I'd love to. He wouldn't even do private counselling would he do public counselling. <laughs> well, we we'll we'll him, would. We'll get him We'll pretend along. it's not
3: counselling. We'll just we're say exactly. that you're going to do his archetypes for him. Yeah, we'll do his personas. That's what we'll do. And then we'll just.
0: Talk and then we're we'll just the slipping into a couple we of will.
1: our problems.
0: <laughs> Thank you so Perfect. much, Katie Eden-Todd, Thank for coming you so on for the Sorry if I made that about me. It <laughs> was about the other <laughs> Queen. She's just so good. I'm like, she's here. I'm going to get it all out.
2: It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Katie. And for the full chat with Katie Eden-Todd, make sure you search The Queen Sesh Catch Up. Um, all of our extended interviews are there. Please contact us on Facebook anytime. Send in your questions. Uh, we love hearing from you. That's all from Ask Con.
0: What a shame. That was such a great (laughs) show. I can't believe it's over. I love you. I love you all for listening and thanks and I'll see you next week. Have a great week, guys. Bye, guys. This is The Queen Sesh.